Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We're very excited today to talk to Fabio Vitali, who is the Vice President of Marketing for Sofidel North America. Fabio, thank you so much for taking the time today. I know we've tried to connect a couple of times and we're glad that we could finally get together here and, and discuss Sofidel in North America. Uh, Sofidel North America obviously is a is an important figure in the North American uh, tissue industry, away from home and at home products. So we would just like to learn a little bit more from you about specifically your area is marketing. So we can learn a little bit about product development, a little bit about the marketing efforts that Sofidel has for the industry in North America. Uh, but first of all, uh, welcome again and, and thank you for the time. Uh, we'd like to start off a little bit with, about Sofidel's history in North America. Could you uh, briefly help us there? Well, uh, thank you, Brian, for uh, hosting me in this, uh, and this is a great opportunity for for me to um, to talk about the progresses that we are making in North America. Um, as an Italian company, we are the fifth largest paper manufacturer worldwide, and more recently, I would say in our history, we have been investing money in North America. Uh, everything started in 2012 when uh, Sofidel uh, acquired um, uh, another company, North America, that were, uh, North America that was very uh, involved into mainly in the away from home business, yep. the professional hygiene. And um, after this, which was almost 10 years ago now, Sofidel has been investing almost $1 billion in North America to expand its operation with new factories like the Circleville plant, the Ainola plant, and also in reshaping some existing factory. As a matter of fact, there was also another acquisition that was made in late 2015, so three, three years after the acquisition of a selling corporation in 2012. And this acquisition was Green Bay Converting, a company okay. that's some assets of Green Bay Converting. So yes. this permitted to Sofidel to have a, a better footprint. In general, what Sofidel is implementing as a strategy I don't know if I'm using the right words, but it's a proximity market strategy. So mm -hmm. what we're trying to do is having plants close to the consumption, uh, where the consumption is. Normally consumption are very close to metropolitan areas and things like that. So we have, today we have uh, um, six plants. Um, well, let's say we have a, a plant in Circleville, which is Columbus, and another plant in, uh, in Florida, in Orlando, and another one in Hattiesburg, Mississippi, mm -hmm. in Ainola, which is in Oklahoma, and then in Las Vegas, which is in Nevada. And we have our head office in Philadelphia for North America operation. In the last years, uh, um, let's say we have been developing also a lot in terms of uh, market. So we, we definitely had a growth in every line of business, but especially in the retail. And this drove also our department as a marketeers to expand and to try to take care of our line of businesses in the way from home, in mm -hmm. retail and also in e-commerce in a more important way. And we can say that uh, I'm pretty proud about the developments that we had, especially on the marketing side, because we have been serving our sales uh, strategy effectively with initiatives that are going beyond, let's say, the normal, the normal um, uh, tissue paper activities. Yes, and, and, and you, you make a good point there. The marketing efforts for Sofidel are, are very clear. And, and Sofidel is known for its sustainability efforts in its, 
in its effort to, uh, you know, cure the, the the ills that have to do with climate change and plastics and and all that type of stuff. And I see yeah. behind you, you highlight you're highlighting two packages there that are no longer using plastic poly pack, right? Exactly. You, you are now transitioning. You have a new retail product uh, that is focusing or uh, featuring rather uh, paper packaging. Could you help us with that? Yeah. Could you talk, show us that. Well, thank you for noting this uh, small setup that I just mm -hmm. did for this occasion. And this is just, I would say, um, something that is uh, translating Sophie de Lefort's in sustainability. But let me make a, 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 a trying more holistic uh, uh, talk about sustainability. Sustainability has become a major pillar for Sofidel in 2009. So in 2009, um, Sofidel joined the WWF Climate Savers Program, which is an, uh, a program where um, Sofidel were committing in reducing CO2 emission by a certain date based on a certain level of, uh, of a certain level. And uh, we, we did it and we completed this program successfully. And after that, Soviet invest, has been investing hundreds of millions of dollars in sustainability mm -hmm. worldwide, yeah. which means Europe and United States, to make sure that our sustainability efforts are then translated into actions. So this specific project we are talking about here, we're going to talk in a second about it, is just one of the examples that are in this perspective. As a product developers and marketing managers, directors, guests in the marketing department, our efforts uh, in relative to, to product development are not confined to this Nikki paper pack. In fact, as a matter of fact, in Europe, we've been um, dealing with the with the paper pack since a while, especially yeah. in United Kingdom, but also in Italy with Regina Blitz and other products. Mm -hmm. uh, and this has been transferred, this culture and also these this, this, this technologies also in the United States. So the, there are a few developments relative to sustainability that we made. One is the Nikki, which is also the first brand that we launched in retail, uh, in the retail domain, in the retail market in, in the, the US? United States. Okay. In the United States. Is just a, is a pretty new thing for us. We are we are this product will be soon available on Amazon. They are available on Wegmans, and they will possibly be available on another retail store. We think that these type of product are really interesting for a couple of generations, X and Y especially, which are mm -hmm. the millennials, and in the future probably for the gener generation Z. But Nikki development has not been the only one. As you can see here on the bottom of Nikki, there is this other um, small business initiative that we are running within the PaperNet brand, which is another um, plastic-free, it's, it's even written in the packaging, here, yeah. plastic mm -hmm. free packaging, um, it, it is an initiative that is uh, addressing the um, contamination of the plastic pollution and the problem in the in the water that we have ex we are experiencing across the globe. And these uh, these uh, new products are products that are designed for small business and also will be available online soon. But let me say another thing. Yes, one of the most astonishing thing that we did. Uh, and this is also very recent. We just com completed the development of an, another very specific thing, which are, uh, we, um, which is a, a um, called high tech seas. So high within tech our seas. paper high tech seas, within our paper net portfolio, we also have dispensers. I launched myself dispenser in Europe. We have our molds and everything. But recently, we developed 
the dispenser that we are training in the United States are not made on the typical ABS polyfilm plastic. Yes, okay. They are made of ocean plastic. Uh -huh. So the debris that is coming from the ocean, more, more specifically fish nets, are, 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 are taken away from the seas, right? Mm -hmm. And they are reprocessed and we use that to manufacture dispensers. So as a matter of fact, these are the most sustainable dispensers wow. you can find yeah. in the market because they are coming from um, uh, ocean plastic. There are other technologies like that in the market, but they're more in bottles and things like that from our, from some of other very great companies that are populated in America. But these are initiatives mm -hmm. that are more in the in the in the products side. There are also other initiatives in the uh, in the um, let's say PR or uh, events sure. side. Mm -hmm. I find that very interesting that that um, the fishnet recycling to make your uh, your dispensers. Uh, you know, that is very important at the scale that Sofidel operates on because the sheer volume of dispensers that you must have within the, the industry, that really does make a, a difference, right? And, um, you know, how, how cool to feature that as one of your, let's call it a selling strategy, you know, that it is truly a sustainable yes. uh, product for the industry. I mean, these, uh, these, um, efforts as you call it before are for a very simple reason we have a commitment we took a very serious we take sustainability very seriously and we are trying to be uh, consistent with what we say and mm -hmm. what is our commitment and what we do so yeah. our commitment is to reduce by 50 percent our plastic in uh, in products by 2030 okay. and uh, what does it mean <coughs> that we are going to take away, if you want, something like 11,000 tons of plastic versus the, let's say, versus the the, the, the base level that we are having. Yes, currently. by 2030. By, by 2030. So this is not necessarily only happening with the paper pack. Paper pack is a very radical action, sure. right? Mm -hmm. And also the ocean plastic is a very radical action because yes. we are not using plastic anymore uh, or virgin plastic anymore but this is also happening through other action that we are taking reducing unnecessary quantity of plastic in current packaging because you know the primary pack is something the secondary is something else the pallet wrapping is something else oh, yeah. and also we are trying to use more pcr which is recycled poly um, poly wrap so we are adopting a bunch of measures mm -hmm. the most radical are the one that i just mentioned before with a one unique scope reduce plastic uh, consumption or use in our products in a massive way, 50%, 11,000 tons is massive. Yeah, no, I think those points are, are very clearly made. And I, I, I would I would say that Sofidel is the maybe the one of the loudest voices on this front in North America. Whenever I visit a Sofidel facility or Sofidel plant, as soon as you walk in, you have a TV screen telling you you know, uh, your commitment, your goals towards sustainability and reaching these goals. So I think it's really special that Sofidel, you know, really encompasses this idea and it's it's bought in by the employees, by the higher ups in the company. So it's it's very, very integrated into the company. It is. And uh, you're, uh, thank you for mentioning uh, the employees and also um, the passion that uh, our CEO and uh, our, our executive are having on sustainability is definitely managed to be transferred mm -hmm. into, into the employees and possibly also into customers. We, we don't just take this initiative as uh, 
an obligation or something that you do because you're a company system everybody's talking about sustainability mm-hmm. we take it because we really believe and with with, with actionable uh, um, follow-up one of the other uh, thing that uh, for example we did relative to involvement right so how do you rel- Product, product packaging, let's say, or product, uh, plastic, uh, dispenser and things is more a customer, right? I think yeah. it's a relationship that you you start to, 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 to funnel this into, if you think about it, is between you, your distributor, and then the, uh, the customer. The end user customer, the, correct. Mm-hmm. Then the customer, right? But there are other ways, right, to engage with the stakeholders because there are, there are, for example, we have in place a very important event every year. Now with the COVID, it, it was a little bit, but it's a sustainable award, sustainability okay. award. Our procurement, our procurement every year is running a, a sustainability award in the, in the portfolio of suppliers. So it's amazing, I think. This is an initiative that is led by Andrea Piazzolla, which is our uh, chief procurement officer. And then another initiative that we did specifical to America is a partnership with Ocean Conservancy. Mm. Ocean Conservancy is one of the most important American um, nonprofit uh, organization that is uh, very committed to ocean preservation and, uh, uh, and water preservation. So we are a sponsor of uh, Ocean Conservancy and we are starting to cooperate with them. We were planning, well, we are planning a major event of coastal cleanup mm-hmm. next year. We were supposed to have it this year, but with the COVID surge, sure. we had it, we were really forced to postpone it. And it's a shame because I can tell you, Brian, that we had a lot of of um, um, response from customers. There were yeah. important yeah. customers that I don't mm-hmm. want to mention, but that were were willing to to attend. And if you think about Brian, this is not anymore like going out for dinner or things like that or yeah. a pleasant golfing out. This is about going in a in a coast and clean up from plastic yeah. is not very pleasant but it's something that if you manage to transfer to customer customer yeah. will follow you so we are yeah. and also and also uh, employees because this kind of event is also open to employees yeah. we are very committed on this in italy and europe we run few sponsorship within another organization called plastic free they are based in milan italy yeah. and uh, uh, we sponsor one event and we we support it with the help with um, with the hats and things like that sure. and uh, and it was pretty successful. So yes, we are very proud about uh, taking sustainability seriously. Yeah, and I think it's very gratifying to have your customers out there physically helping with the cleanup and, and seeing the, the difference it makes just to pay, take one thing out of the water. You know, that's very gratifying. So yes, you you, you have buy-in at that point when you have that. Um, yes. I, I, think, I think it's fascinating. You know what is interesting? So I tell you something no, that ahead, I, was not, I was not thinking before, but I've been on vacation last week and uh, I went, I attended, uh, um, uh, sorry, I went to a coast um, in the, uh, in the Atlantic parts of the Northeast, more or less. And I have to be honest, myself and my daughter was, the the sands was very clear. It was very, and I thought, why so clean? It's clean because they clean it, which is something that they don't do in Italy. So I don't even know if there is a perception in the United States about the gravity or the severity of pollution, because in the Mediterranean coast, there are mm-hmm. two aspects that are impacting a lot. One, you see the plastic when you go to the beach. Sure. You see it, mm-hmm. and because they don't clean it. They don't clean because even if it's public, they, they, they tend not to clean. Oh, that's a cultural the thing. The second is mm-hmm. in the sea. 
when you swim, you know, the, the Mediterranean is, the water is pretty low, so you normally have your mask and you do some sure. scuba diving, you see plastic on the bottom. Sometimes mm -hmm. some bottles, sometimes some... In the United States, you don't see it because you don't swim, let's say, unless you want to be eaten from a shark. Correct. There are other factors. There are other factors. But this is... So I, I'm very glad that there is... A, let's say some awareness that we are arising in a in a in, in a population that not necessarily can be aware because sure. there, there is no evidence right yeah so it is very good we're very very interested to that yeah no i can't speak to that culturally as far as going to the beach i grew up by the beach my whole life and i as you're speaking as you're saying i don't remember too much pollution on the but people there still is a perception that there it is happening we know that it is happening so it will be very curious to see, you know, going back to your Nikki brand, uh, Sofidel yes. starting this launch, starting this path down the retail, having its own brand uh, to see how it goes. You know, I think it's it's very interesting. You're, you're talking about developing the market through e-commerce, going on Amazon and selling your product on Amazon. You mentioned Wegmans is a, is a major retail uh, supermarket chain in the Northeast. Don't have them down here in the South that I know of. Um, I'm in Atlanta, um, but I think uh, I'm excited to see uh, the path that the product takes. Yeah, we are also very excited. And uh, uh, I have to admit that um, it's a little bit early to um, Correct. to to see numbers. I mean, our numbers are clearly good. I mean, it's a new product that has been, but there are certainly actions that we need to take to support this development. People are not going to just buy. It's yeah. difficult to yeah. a, a shelf. In a, in a supermarket is pretty full of, uh, mm -hmm. of products. So this is something like uh, you needed to support. We are discussing as we speak, uh, because we are talking about something very new. And the first mm -hmm. delivery probably has been like a month ago, something like that. Mm -hmm. In Amazon will be soon, but it's not yet. So in order to be successful, our, as a marketeers especially, we need to support with a bunch of strategies or, or more tactics than strategy to, to make sure that, that this development is going to be successful. Sorry. Sure. I'm no, that's that. totally fine. I, that happens. And, yeah. uh, you know, we are trying to um, embed action in the digital side, yeah. in the physical side. So, for example, Gen, Gen X, which is, I guess, my generation, but I don't know if it's yours. I'm Gen X. Yeah, Gen X. Okay. You look younger. Actually, I'm, I'm a millennial. I'm right on the edge. <laughs> you see? Yeah. <laughs> So Gen X, apparently, and I can see myself very much in that in, in this, are fan of coupons. So they they use they use the digital tools, but sure. for one unique scope, saving money. And yeah. I, I can tell you that I do that. that you so you want the best, but mm -hmm. you want to pay the lead, the, the minimum sure. price. So these Nikki products, and another characteristic we didn't discuss, is not just the paper pack. Inside those products, there is a fantastic entity paper. So we the toilet tissue that is the blue one is as soft as national brands. I am not going to make names because it's not you know, correct. Uh, yeah, uh, it's people not are fair. aware. People are aware. Yes, yeah. but uh, it is a very, very interesting price positioning. It's like around five dollars per per pack, which is competitive versus some national brands. Mm -hmm. But the softness of this Nike tissue is uh, is definitely comparable to some national brands. On the towel side, which is the green one still a paper pack, we use a, 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 is a, is a very nice, very absorbent to apply towel and uh, is also a product that can compete with national brands. At the end of the day, 
in disposable products, what you need to do is a quick action of absorbing. So it's not necessarily true that the quantity of absorbent of, of water that is can be absorbed by a towel is necessary. Is necessary. So the absorbency is uh, um, enough to be yeah. in these uh, in these uh, national brand equivalent uh, spectrum. Yeah. So we're very happy about it. So it's a fantastic product, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of quality, which is embracing Gen. Gen Z, which are mm -hmm. and also boomers, yeah, into a sustainable packaging. Mm -hmm. So there are not many companies that are able to provide these two, these two aspects. Rather, if you think about the major brand in the United States, you have rather a sustainable product, but maybe the quality is a little bit like that, right. or a very good quality. So mm -hmm. in this case, the two aspects are merged together. And this is making, this is why we think this product is going to be successful. No, that's a great point. It's you're categorizing it as a tier one product. You're going, you're competing right with the top, the top dogs in the industry, let's say, and you're providing a benefit, a solution and, uh, you know, a top quality. So I'm looking forward to picking it up whenever it's available for me on Amazon, or if I'm at a Wegman somewhere in the Northeast. I'm, I'm going to offer it to you. Thank you very much. <laughs> And, you know, and that's that's why Tissue Online exists as well. We're a digital platform. We're looking to promote the industry as much as possible, especially products like those. Fantastic. Well, um, I think you guys are doing a great job. I've been looking into some interview, the Omet interview you did uh, mm -hmm. uh, to Francesco Ponziani, for example, uh, and other interviews. I, I really appreciate the work that you, you guys are doing. And uh, I'm, I'm really hope that you are also the presence that you have uh, North America, South America is impressive. And uh, sure. going online is definitely the right response. So really, we really like Tissue Online and we, and, and we hope we can cooperate more. Uh, thank you for saying that, Fabio. We really appreciate sure. that. Coming from you, very that's very, very significant. Thank you. And shout out sure. to Francesco. If you're watching Francesco, great interview back in the day. Fabio, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome. We look forward to uh, publishing this and having people watch and get feedback for your products and and just, you know, give you some publicity there for what you're doing. And, and thank you, Brian. You thank guys. you, Tissue Online. And uh, thank you for watching this. Thank you, Fabio. Have a good one.